If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to what will be a scintillating, enlightening, and lively episode of Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, your home for all things Brooklyn. Um, Noel? Yep. Uh, we're, I feel like we should just get into it because we have a guest today. Yep, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna, I, I just want to start off, instead of our normal story time, this will be kind of a, a, a little story time, but we chose this guest. Noel was listening to uh, uh, Keith and the Girl. Yep. And uh, they did a, uh, a free episode of a show called Shark Tank. Yeah, that's on their uh, network. Right. And uh, it, it's Shark Tank Pod. And uh, they, uh, it's hosted by a fellow named Steven Spinola. And its conceit is uh, Steven has a history of investment, good or bad. We'll get into that with him in a little bit. Um, and uh, but the show in its in its essence is similar to ours. It's a comedic investment show. Yeah, where people pitch things and then they punch them up and right. say yes and, or no. And Stephen acts as the shark. Yeah. In this particular case, as opposed to a shark. Um, and uh, Noel was like, "This show's like ours. We should have this guy on." And I was like, "Cool, sounds good." We'd never met Stephen. We didn't know Stephen. No. He'd sent me the link. I listened to the show. We listened to another interview he had done on on. Also on Keith and the Girl, I think. Yep. And uh, last night before the show, I said, oh, maybe I should take it upon myself to actually do a little research on our guest that we don't know anything about. And so I do a quick Google search, and that's how we research here, Google or Wikipedia, and yep. I do Steven Spinola Shark Tank. And this whole series of stuff comes on about... Uh, Comedian, uh, what, what, how did it come up? It came up basically. Uh, it, it was uh, Infowars. Right. Infowars gets 100,000 signatures to tell Comedy Central to fire comedian Steven Spinola. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, this can't be the same guy. I know yeah. he's got this pot, but he works for Comedy Central too. This dude's like fucking. And so I'm doing multiple searches. And I'm thinking it can't be the same guy. Uh -huh. And then I see a picture of Steven. And then I see a, a quick video, YouTube video clip uh, of Shark Tank on YouTube. And I'm like, holy shit, it's the same dude. And everything... <laughs> is blowing up because of this tweet he made about Baron Trump. Yeah. So without further ado, and of course, I texted Noel right away saying, uh, uh, dude, this shit is crazy. <laughs> I don't know what we got ourselves into, but we may have the first on-air interview with Steven Spinola because this yeah. is just happening yeah. like in two days. Yeah. And, uh, and Steven was kind enough to still come on because it's got to be an intense moment. And so, Stephen, hi. Yeah. Thanks hey, for welcome, here. guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks um, for coming, man. So I think it would be, while, while it was not our initial 
uh, clearly, <laughs> reason for having you on to discuss this situation. I think we would be remiss. It would be like the elephant in the basement that's even bigger than I am, Noel. Yeah. That w- that uh, 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 to to get your side of the story. Well, thank you for wanting to hear my side of the story because uh, basically what happened was I wrote this tweet. I wrote it the day of the inauguration. I wrote uh-huh. it the same time as all the other comedians that were getting, you know, hate for writing these tweets. Right. Uh-huh. And what what was the tweet? My tweet was I, you know, I hate saying it. People keep asking me to say it. Okay. You don't have to if you don't like, want. No, I mean, I'm going to say it. But I feel I'm, like it's only fair that we at least yeah. know what the tweet is. Okay. It's true. You know, right. I'm not. I'm not saying that I stand behind right. this statement. Understandable. <laughs> it's a. It's a tweet. Tweets yeah. are throwaway right. jokes, basically. Right. And I was just writing stuff, so I wrote, "Baron Trump looks like a very handsome date rapist to be." Which, to me, is a solid observation. <laughs> a lot of people have said well, it's a good joke. Big J. Okerson said it's a, a good joke. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's and a it's s- more of a joke about his parenting than, uh, or the parenting of his parents than him. You know, I don't I don't know what it's a joke about. Right. I just yeah. write dumb yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes, right. and people can take it however they want. A lot of my stuff has double entendre. Uh-huh. Whoa. You know? <laughs> That's French. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I'm getting a lot of threats from French Canada, if you can believe Are that. Are you really? Uh, more, I've gotten more threats from Quebec than anywhere else right. specifically. That's yeah. because the French, no matter where they are, have no sense of yeah. humor. <laughs> right? If you, did, if you did, oh, you know, Baron Trump looks like he may trip and fall on a banana peel, they think that's hysterical because they love the physical comedy. Yeah. I, but I, 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 think, I think that's worse than my tweet by the way I because do. I didn't wish anything bad upon him I, yeah. I hope he doesn't fall on a banana peel right. that would be so bad <laughs> yeah uh, I, I'm a Canadian so I'll actually try to put a good word in for you, uh, thank you. And, but, you uh, know, I went to school in Montreal so Canadians oh. I have a pretty good relationship with I yeah. think apparently Even not with as the good French as you ones. thought you know when I go up there everyone thinks I'm an asshole and then when I'm here everyone thinks I'm super liberal like I'm real conservative <laughs> up there and then up down here I'm like uh-huh. a liberal extremist to yeah. some people I'm, I don't vote I'm not political right at all yeah it was not a political tweet in any way shape or form no i mean so so this is my thing with with and this is why i don't do twitter all right okay because i come up with things in my head yeah that if i were around like four or five of my friends i would say and they would moan and i would get great joy over that yeah right like just that reaction and it would die right there yep right it would probably whether it be offensive whether it be whatever it would just be gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It came out. It's gone. It's all right. It wasn't like I was being uplifted for it, but I was also not being torn down for it, and it's done. And I would use Twitter like that with this thought that these people who are following me are my friends. Yeah. And uh, 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 the I think the problem you get into with it is what happened with Steven, this sort of throwaway line yeah. gets, but uh... gets picked up. Yeah. I don't think that's the issue. I think the reason it got picked up is because basically they realized on Saturday that they were able to get Katie Rich taken out of the credits of Mm -hmm. SNL. So all weekend they started like Googling or like just searching on Twitter. You just search Baron Trump's name and just search who said bad things. And they see mine. I have the most followers out of all these people saying bad stuff. They're like, oh, it says Comedy Central in his thing. So then they just go and try to get people to fire me from my fake job at Comedy Central. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so now, now, so y- your tweet, so it, you did it on the day of, of the inauguration, on Inauguration Day. Yes. Yeah. And then suddenly, out of the yeah. blue. What day did it get 
did it get picked did it blow up? up? Well, I mean, people were saying stuff immediately, and I felt I was like, you know, honestly, this is the most backlash I've gotten for a tweet in a while. And I mm-hmm. told my girlfriend, I was like, you know, I kind of feel bad about it, but right. I'm leaving it up because I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. I write jokes, <laughs> and the most that these people can do is say mean things back. And that's what I thought right, until yeah. Monday morning. Which is acceptable, right? You can deal with that if people are just saying mean yeah, things. If it like, was just mean oh, things. Oh, you suck, yeah. or yeah. you know that's like not funny, or uh, you know, if you say asshole-ish stuff, I'm going to call you an asshole. Uh-huh. That's all reasonable yeah. and expected. So then, so then what happened Monday? Well, I mean, it, and that's another thing. It, it, it'd be reasonable, I think, if I, if I like said this, to Baron Trump, maybe. Yeah, okay. If yeah. I, like, tweeted, if he had a Twitter account, I don't even know if he does. I think he shouldn't. <laughs> he's 10 years old. I wouldn't have my 10-year-old I don't know. On he's Twitter. very big with the cyber, according to his dad. Is that so? Uh, that's what his dad said when they were asking about cybersecurity. He kept saying, my son, I have a 10-year-old son. He's very big with the cyber. Oh, man, I hope he's not big enough to have seen the tweet. Honestly, I would. I'd feel bad <laughs> no, if he saw I the doubt, tweet. I doubt he's got a Twitter account. Yeah. And here's the thing is the only reason I felt bad was I was because, you know, these people are throwing it in his face. It was like a middle school moment. It's uh-huh. like, you know, you say something behind someone's back and then they're like, hey, Baron, did you hear what Steven said about right. you? Exactly. And I'm right. like, what the hell? Why would you why would you do that? You yeah. know what I mean? And these people are not my followers. My followers were all like, whoa, what's going on? And then when people started attacking them for defending me, they were like backing off. And right. I, didn't ha- uh-huh. I didn't have comedians supporting me until now. So right away. You got you were you were sort of pegged right away. You ha- you were getting some backlash. And so then at what point did InfoWars pick up on it? On Monday morning, I guess overnight, this guy, Paul Joseph, or I don't know what his name, I think it's Paul Joseph Watson. Right. He he wrote a tweet saying, Comedy Central writer under fire for saying Baron <laughs> Trump tweet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he he wrote an article in InfoWars. I guess he's like a head <clears throat> editor or something. Uh-huh. So he wrote an article <clears throat> in InfoWars, and then Alex Jones posts on his verified Twitter and his verified Facebook right. Like all this stuff about Comedy Central writer and all these things. The other thing they did is they posted uh, like a return tweet that I wrote to somebody, uh-huh. as if like I made up this joke about my mom getting raped, like <laughs> by Baron Trump. Basically, their supporters were like coming at me, saying like "f you" for writing that joke. I hope Baron does grow up to be a rapist and he rapes your mother. So then, in response, I said. If my mom, I hope my mom doesn't get raped, but if she does, I hope it's Baron Trump because his small peepee would be painless and I'd get lots of money in court. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about that is uh-huh. fuck you for writing that Baron Trump is a rapist. Right. I hope he grows up to be a rapist. Right. Yeah. That's their. Right. I, it's yeah. not even like this. It, it, so it goes from this observation yeah. to an actual desire for this kid to grow up to be a rapist. And I, don't, yeah, yeah. I, and I hope he doesn't become a rapist or no, a date of rapist. Not. And, 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 uh, you know. The fact that like people are Wait misreading a this is a little over the pale. <laughs> um, that is that's incredible. So at what point? So you were set, sort of when the initial sort of uh, I'm 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 amazed. I've never met anyone who's had a, an experience like this. I think yeah, a lot of people have never met. It. So well, I'm sort of I'm sort of uh, interested in the in the sort of. Uh, where it went from sort of manageable and like, God, this is crazy in your head, like this is crazy shit, to what the fuck just happened? 
Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was definitely funny at first. Right. Getting right. all this hate is like hilarious. <laughs> Everyone saying you look like a rapist. I mean, I was I was gonna keep a whole like just uh-huh. delete any comment that didn't say that and just leave all these comments that say you look like a rapist. <laughs> so if anyone went to my page, it would just say you look like a rapist like a million times. But but then it got way more hateful. Right. People started sending me my old addresses. They uh-huh. started posting my public information on yeah. like Reddit and all and these things, and I'm right. like. Why would you do that? It's because you're trying to terrorize me. You're right. trying to make me feel yeah. terror. Right. Now, did now did that uh, did it amp up? Did it really amp up like the violent rhetoric and that stuff? Did that amp up once the infowars oh, yeah. stuff come out? Like was it was it like, you know, I, I mean it just rough like numbers wise. Did it go from like how many people initially giving you shit about it and this little back and forth to like overwhelming? What I've I've tried to keep it under control kind of. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So at first it was like lots of comments on everything, right. every YouTube video, every tweet, oh, every. So it know. was like initially it was like uh, 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 it was still like a uh, uh, an organized sort of attack on you. Well, it happened overnight. It was all these people from like the UK, I think maybe who oh, started really? it because the guy Paul Joseph Watson. I'm pretty sure he's from the UK. Yeah, he is. I was I was watching a video of his to see what his deal was a little bit ago. I don't know what his deal is, but apparently it's <laughs> not he's... using Google like you yeah, do because yeah. you did way more research than he did. <laughs> yeah, well, you he know? doesn't have to do research. Yeah. So Wild, but I mean, you should when you have a website called Infowars. You yeah. would think, but you would think. well, the war's on info. Yeah, I guess <laughs> exactly. They, they have a war <laughs> you know, on they, gathering information. Yeah, and that's what I don't is. know if you. I, I don't know what your because uh, you you're pretty non-political in yeah. general, right? And yeah. and so I don't know if you've ever. Uh, I had a fixation on Alex Jones from ages ago, from when Glenn Beck first came on the air on the scene on Fox. And Alex Jones went on a tirade about how Glenn Beck stole his entire act. And I was like, who is this Alex Jones? And then I watch Alex Jones, and he is Glenn Beck at his worst times a thousand. <laughs> right? He's he's mad. I, I mean, he's nuts. Yeah. I used to be a fan of Alex Jones. Though. Oh, you know Alex Jones. Of course. Okay. I used to watch Alex Jones and Jesse Ventura trot together around the world feeling tingles in their genitals when they get too close to towers. <laughs> I used to love that. I was like conspiracy right. theories, baby. Uh-huh. I was okay. all about that. Right. Uh-huh. And 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 so now you are a victim of of a man you love. Yeah, I, that well, that's the other thing. A man who I was a fan of, uh-huh. and a network I was a fan of. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like everyone's targeting me and being like, "He's a liar. Yeah, he's a rapist. He's a few." And that's the other thing is people are misreading the tweet to somehow construe that I am a <laughs> rapist, and I'm like, "What is? How did yeah. you get that out of the tweet?" <clears throat> so I mean, I know I look like one. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look like. A scary, I, weird guy. Yeah, and given the right lighting, absolutely, yeah. I could tell people would be like, "Oh, uh, yeah, no." Like if you, if you, if the shot came up from a from a camera on the street, absolutely, there would be that's the guy. Yeah. yeah, but you know. But here's the thing: is you can say what I look like. Yeah. You can't say you want to do yeah. credibly harmful things to me and come find me. People are saying I will look for you. I am looking for you. Yeah. People are saying. Uh, I'm watching you. I was. I, I wanted to think oh of. I, and the thing is, Dude. I just. I just delete all this stuff and and report them to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Right. Well, the thing is, I Twitter got too out of hand. I really haven't been able to tackle that. I've been asking other people to try to report anyone you see. Right. I don't see anybody who doesn't follow me yeah. on Twitter. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. I have it filtered that way. Right. But Instagram and Facebook, I go. I see everything that people say. So I report you if you're saying something. 
that's like actually threatening. And then like only it was like three days of it, and people were saying, "Where's the proof that people are threatening you?" And uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, okay, so because I'm <laughs> deleting everything and not showing everyone, I, I and also like." pictures of personal emails and stuff i i just i have i have, I have a lot of threats so i started right, posting yeah. them on social media yesterday which i think is brilliant yeah yeah so when people when the guy said he was he was watching me i lost i had already deleted that one but uh-huh. i really wanted to take a screenshot and say well i'll be spending my whole day bent over trying to learn how to wink my butthole so i hope you're watching <laughs> I'm just really fueling this fire. I yeah. can't stop. I don't know how to stop. That's my issue is I do not know how to stop. I think yeah. it's interesting that this is the tactic you're taking versus like just shutting it all down and like sticking your head in the sand for well, a while. I did apologize at first to try right. to shut it all down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I made huge long apologies. Mm-hmm. I yeah. said whole things about how, you know, it was really not <clears throat> harmful to him. And people didn't accept that. I'm not going to be terrorized into taking down my social media because that sets a precedent for these people Sure, because then they know that we can gather as a group and and outnumber this struggling artist and he will not have a career or a life ever again and that makes us happy I I think that's their goal you know what I mean and it's it's worked it's worked many times with them I'm sure with people that they've attacked who have shut everything down and disappeared for a while and then you know, come back meek and beaten because they're bullies. I mean, that's what they are. And their argument is that I'm a bully for writing that tweet, and then they're like, we're going to come back and not only bully you, we're going to kill you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, you know, you're all going to get reported to the police because I'm a huge bitch, and I'm not going to fucking act like I'm going to fight all you guys. I will report every single one of you. Yeah, right. And Uh, have you been doing that at this point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, And and this is something I mentioned to you uh, but I actually know Katie Rich, the writer who got fired from Saturday Night Live. But did she even get fired? Or was yeah, it, it sounds oh, she like did. she has been yeah. been placed on indefinite leave well, uh, right, for yeah. another barren tweet. Well, right, uh, and, uh, I, 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 so I, we're kind of the Venn diagram of tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, her, I mean, her tweet did insinuate that he was going to harm his family, you know, and that's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I didn't. I didn't agree with that. However, it's a joke. And that, here's the thing, yeah. I also didn't agree with my joke. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's a so, bad joke. You're allowed to not agree yeah. with jokes. Yeah. She should be able to keep her fucking job, and SNL should be ashamed. Yeah. Yeah, considering, I, I mean, I, look, I get this idea that the kids are off limits. I do. I totally understand that. Yeah, They're yeah, I, I get that. Um, but it's it's the reaction. Oh, it's it's overwhelming. It. It's I'm, I'm that... sorry. In 1994, when Chris Farley was Mayor Giuliani's son, uh-huh. SNL had no problem with that. No, nope, not at all. When he acted like a basically a mentally challenged child, <laughs> and was like, "That's you uh-huh. think that's not worse than?" Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I I'm absolutely with you. And 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 you know, again, it was just one of those things. Like, I reading the tweet, it was like. This is the reaction to this is insane. Yeah. Like completely insane. Like the most you should have gotten is like, dude, uncalled for. Yeah. Right. I mean, like that, like the most you should have gotten, like a little slap on the wrist and you would have been like, I'm sorry. I know it was a shitty joke, but it was out there. Done. Boom. End of story to me. Like that is the way. And this is brutal and it's terroristic. Yeah. What they're doing to you for sure. They're, you know, and hip- hypocritical on so many levels, as as we uh, 
all know these guys. Can be and you know, it might not even be about Baron Trump. Some people could be defending Terry Schiavo because I made the Terry Schiavo tweet. <laughs> yes, that know. was that was that was the second. That was another tweet, right? Yeah. And you know, that's a very tasteless tweet that, really I, find, that I find very funny. I did. I, I thought that was that actually. Tweet. I thought that was funnier than the Baron Trump. Oh, tweet. way funnier! Yeah. And that tweet stays. That tweet is not ever getting deleted. That tweet gets. It might yeah. get added to the act. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there you go. That's the story, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's intense and it's brutal and it's clearly still ongoing. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, you know, look, dude, I admire the fact that you're fighting back. You know what I yeah. mean? You've been pizzagated. And uh, yeah, well, that, I mentioned that to Business Insider. I was like, this is exactly like pizza. Oh, it is. It totally is. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I just I, I hope that it. it, it ends at some point i guess or doesn't i hope that comedians are willing to share the story i hope that people who are sane share the story because it's really been dominated by uh, a bunch of maniacs yeah. yeah i mean i will say when i did the first uh, uh uh the search of it late last night everything that came up about it was all on sort of the alt right fake news sites yeah it was entire the first 20 uh, search things. It was like the Heat, uh, you know, uh, uh, American News, Infowars, yeah. Washington Times. Um, right, exactly. And and but all those sort of the 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 online magazines, yeah. the caller, all yeah. the all the alt right, you know, heavy conservative ones, just looking for something. Man, they just they really want to rile it up. It is. It's it's uh, it's some scary shit on that level. Yeah. So uh, on your show, uh, you uh, came across. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you came across some money at some point and lost a lot of it. Yeah, uh, and so you're taking the rest and you're shark tanking it. Uh, do you want to do you want to quickly describe your show and uh, and and a little brief history of that? Right. That's just like the the fake backstory. There's, oh, it there is. There is zero money going into Shark Tank. Well, I, Shark I didn't Tank, think you were actually really but funny. But you actually, free you, show. You, actually <laughs> you actually did come into a lot of money at some point. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and then you decided to invest on your own. Yeah. And you had no investment background whatsoever. Had you ever done no, any? No, no. And- <laughs> I mean, my stepdad traded stocks. I went to oh, take you your daughter to school day. Uh, yeah. And everyone was like, oh, this is your daughter? That was uh-huh. the most experience I've had in the stock yeah. market. It was a bunch of traders yeah. calling Did me my say, stepdad's uh, daughter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were they like, your daughter looks like a rapist? <laughs> 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 and... uh did, and, and so you went to take your daughter to work day, stepdaughter to work day. You said, oh, I have all this money. Um, I did this 20 some odd years ago. I saw the floor. I can trade stocks. Here's okay. Here's what happened. Uh huh. I I was going to get all this money from a court case, okay. and so my uncle told me he's like, you know, you should invest most of the money right in something safe, right. like a bank. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, he was not insinuating uh-huh. putting it all in the stock market. So I immediately started googling stocks. I'm like, what stocks did not crash between the you know when right. the market did crash? So the only stocks that I was really willing to invest in were Colgate and Church and Dwight. Uh-huh. Because Colgate does cleaning products and toothpaste. Uh-huh. Church and Dwight does toilet paper, cleaning products, and condoms. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, uh, if 
people have babies, they're going to need toothpaste. Yes. And if they don't want to have babies, they're going to use condoms. The condoms uh-huh. break. More yeah. toothpaste, more... <laughs> yeah, tel- no, you know, just a yeah. cycle. You just your own bet right yeah. No, you did some solid research yeah. on this. That yeah. would have been a good investment had I invested it all in Church and Dwight. <laughs> Colgate, I invested a bunch of money in Colgate. Colgate is not still not doing great since uh-huh. I invested. It's the same, I think. Right. But then I started like not... I, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to get a real job and I want to become a millionaire. Seems yeah. reasonable. Yeah. yeah that's uh, yeah. the the whole that's what the whole, to the show. Yeah, that's the whole point of this show. Yeah. You see, I'm yeah. the guy you need to have here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we have you. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to start doing a little bit riskier of investments. I figured out, diff- I tried different strategies. I would take like a certain <clears throat> amount of money. I would try strategies. And if I lost all that money, I was like, okay, that strategy is no good. <laughs> so then I find this lady on YouTube who... She's like the Karen, the super trader. Okay, yeah. She's sounds, apparently sounds pretty credible. Well, no, she was she she was uh-huh. for a while, but yeah. then apparently at the same time that I lost all my money, uh-huh. she apparently lost a whole bunch of money for a bunch of people. And yeah. she's been taking a court over it and stuff. Sure, and she's not a super trader anymore. Uh, no, that. no, yeah. it doesn't sound like it. So I don't really know what's going on with her. I haven't I, honestly. I shouldn't be reporting that because I have not googled her in a while. Okay, she might be back to super. She could be back. She yeah. could be Semi double super. Su- she could be a super de duper trader. Uh-huh. What do I super know? Super duper trader. Yeah. <laughs> a super trooper trader. Uh-huh. She trades super troopers now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I I figured out her investment strategy. She basically was selling options. She would okay. she would write a naked put mm. option and an, and a naked call option. Uh-huh. So you find a stock that's doing well and you're like, "Okay, you think it's going to do well?" Yeah. So you basically give someone the option to buy that stock from you. Am I saying it right? No, you, you uh, uh, are you talking about shorting it or lo- or long? No, you're selling someone the option to sell that stock to you. <laughs> yeah, so you mm-hmm. think it's going to for go a down. higher price. So you think it's going to go down or stay the same yeah. or just not go up yeah, to some sure. higher price? Yeah. So you go enough standard deviations away that the likelihood that it <clears throat> does reach that number is so small that it is a good investment in a way. Sure. Unless the market crashes in a day, <laughs> in three days, you uh-huh. lose $300,000. Unless that happens, <laughs> yeah. it's a good investment. Right, yeah. So I was doing that. I was ma- I made like $200,000 in six months or something. Oh, so you did well for a while. Oh, there. man, I was you, killing it. You I actually, was... you were you were boiler rooming it, huh? And I'm still, I, last year, I had like a 50% return. Oh, that's amazing. Right? So I'm not that bad of a trader. No, yeah. apparently I had, not. I had a bad week. I admit that. I've had several bad weeks where I've lost $30,000, Yeah. $10,000, $300,000. The life of a professional gambler. But you learn, you see, I'm learning to not be a part of things when things start to get risky. And so I've, I'm learning, not doing that great. That's a, it's a curve for your boy right here. Yeah, I'm learning about as quickly as Trump's learning to be president. I imagine, you yeah. know? It's, it's a learning process. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be good at it. I really hope he's good at it. I really. Yeah, it may take him it. a few years, and it might, and it's taken me a few years there to get go. to where I am now. But I'm, and I'm still not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, and I, like I, I mean, I say I'm good because I got 50 percent return, but right. it's like I'm not good enough to be a millionaire yet that's when i'll say oh i'm good right but you're also are you working now i'm not even really trading that much i I lost a lot when trump got elected and i was Uh like okay i'm gonna try to find better work you lost your job your your job you didn't have at uh, comedy central right i know i'm losing a lot of jobs so i'm I'm basically freelancing right now doing like video editor work for my cousin's virtual reality company okay cool yeah but you have this show shark tank 
Yep. Where you have comedians come in, right? They pitch you ideas for products. You, as the shark or shart in this case, you spitball with them on it. And uh, do you give it a, you don't really, it's not even a matter, I mean, you'll give it a thumbs up or thumbs down, but it's not like there's not like a big moment where it's like, yes, this is a thing. This It's really more just a, a, a bullpen kind of thing, right? They come to you with ideas and you guys just smack it back and forth till you shape something out of it. You want to know what you just did right there? What I just do. You just punched up the shark tank, baby, because yeah. guess what shark tank's going to have now? It's going to have a thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> there we with go. A ding. Yeah. And a thumb logo. I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> Believe me. An audio thumb logo. I yeah. can tell you right now, we make up for a lot of shitty content with high production values on this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we get, totally do. We a lot of our up. reviews are, boy, this show sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Good <Period>. audio quality. <laughs> yeah, great audio quality. <laughs> so, you know, we definitely... And, and speaking of uh, 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 content, uh-huh. I guess maybe we should... Uh, we're kind of at that point. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll bump into that, and then we'll go into the, yeah. the next thing. Okay. Uh, right. So... It's about time that we get to our newest segment, Josh and Noel Sell Out, where every week we explore different ways that Josh and I are actively pursuing our goal of selling out to corporate America. Uh, you know the traditional ways. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page, hit the sponsor link, and pledge an amount of money that will come out monthly for the rest of the season, about four months I think it is, uh, and half that money will go to Josh and I, keep us in tuxedos and champagne. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Keep their tie dyes dirty. Hippies. Yeah. Or uh, <laughs> if uh, you heard about this show on InfoWars and you hate us, uh, <laughs> you can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the Patreon link, and pledge money on a one time or a reoccurring basis to Radio Free Brooklyn. None of that money will come to Josh and I. And you can leave a comment saying, cancel these guys. They're the worst. Get them off the air. And I'm sure Radio Free Brooklyn will comply. Uh, they will. Those, yeah. They will They will get rid of us snowflake cucks. Yeah. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Um, so traditionally right now, we also would have uh, a message from our sponsor, Mr. Monty Lamonti. Uh, but Monty's lazy, and we don't have a, a, a anything to play for you this yeah. week. So uh, any megacorps out there, Infowars, if you want to sponsor us, uh, we'll say great things about you. Yeah, uh, we don't care. Yeah, uh, anyone. Just some, <laughs> anyone, yeah. Hey, they'll even call you a real news contributor. Yeah, we, we will call you <laughs> real news. We would, you know, yeah. we would be happy, Infowars. You do not. I have been on your site, Alex Jones. I have I have heard you talk, and I have been on your site, and. You do not have a uh, uh, anybody who contributes in the financial or money sector uh, on your show. Josh and I. Uh, so, you know, uh, we may get on your radar with this, which is our sole reason for having Steven in here, is to get on InfoWars radar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, look, clearly our ideas, if you listen to our shows, jibe perfectly with the information that you put out on your show. Yeah. And uh, maybe we should talk. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I love your cred because we do spend like five, ten minutes Googling things. Yeah, easily. <laughs> easily. We probably do more actual research yeah. than uh, anyone on your station. Yeah. I'll, I'll read sometimes two, three links on something. <laughs> Will you? That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm straight up wiki, true or false. Okay. I kind of I kind of hit that. All right. But uh, yeah. So, but no Monty. The real point of this is no Monty. Yeah. So if anyone wants to sponsor us, yeah, you know, fill the void. That's right. The void in our hearts. Uh, so also about this time every week we have a topic in which we give you so many ways to get rich. This week it's Steven Spinola. We also somewhere in the show hide another little tidbit of a of a just little bit of a topic for you get even more rich. So uh, if you're uh, tweeting threats at Steve right now, if you're uh, listening to Infowars, if you're Sharpening your knives in a basement somewhere. <laughs> uh, give this a listen. Come back later. Listen to the rest of the show. Make even more money. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. For Joan Ginther from Las Vegas, the odds seem to always be in her favor. On a trip home to Texas where she visited family, she popped into a lottery store back in 1993 and won $5.4 million in that lottery. Then she did it again in 2006, this time winning $2 million. Then in 2008, she wins again for $3 million this time. Seriously, how can somebody win that? How many times in a row? Oh, wait, she won again. In 2010, she won the biggest jackpot yet. 10 million. Now, naturally, there is a ton of speculation surrounding Joan's methods, given the fact that she refuses to speak about her good luck and also has a PhD from Stanford in mathematics. There's a lot of theories out there, but obviously she knows something about statistics that the rest of us don't. So... You say, well, what's this a tip about Josh, right? Because this is like she's not giving out any of this information. Uh-huh. On your lottery episode, uh, uh, you didn't really give all of your ideas for getting rich off of the lottery were kind of vague. Yeah, mine weren't. Mine were great. <clears throat> yeah, of course they were. No, I know. Solid gold. Right. Um, this is what I'm going to say, especially since we're probably going to have a lot of uh, uh, ultraviolent people listening to this show. Yep. Uh, this particular show. Um, this woman lives in Las Vegas. You were able to find where Steven Spinola lives with no problem. You can find where this woman lives. <laughs> no. Have a conversation with okay, her all right. about what her system is uh-huh. for winning the lotto. Yeah. And then go out and use that system because clearly it fucking works. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what kind of investment it takes, but, you know, she w- she hit four lottos. Wait, yeah, that was real. That wasn't. No, that no, was real. real oh, I thought that was a joke. I no. was dying no. laughing. It, it it's funny, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I this is all like stuff that uh, uh I I find this is all like real. All of our tips are real, people. Oh, yeah. there, there was another guy who won. He's won the lottery like hundreds of times. Much yeah, smaller, yeah, yeah, yeah. much smaller amounts, and uh, and uh, uh, not nearly like his total winnings is nothing like this woman's total winnings are. Yeah, I mean you're looking at uh, overall twenty some odd million. Sure. Is what she's looking at. Boom. You know, she goes through it and then she's like, ah, you know what? I'll play the lotto and win again. Like that to me is a business plan. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I want to put up as a business plan. So that's the tip. Uh, uh, have a nice chat with her. Yeah. Go uh, go to D.C. and get a slice of pizza. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Vegas and, and hit the lottery. That's so, right. Steven. Yeah. We've discussed your podcast. Yeah. And we've discussed what you do on your podcast. Yeah. Right? And the reason we wanted you on here, we tend to grouse a little bit on our show. 
We've been doing this show for over a year now. Yeah, about a year and a half. Yeah. And uh, uh, as we usually say at the top of the show, but we were so excited to tell your story that we didn't. The the point of our show is is we take a topic every episode. We come up with masterful ideas. Masterful, great on how to get rich. Filthy rich. Filthy rich on this topic. And then we broadcast it for free. That's right. To the whoever has a computer, basically. Yep. And then that's it. We and don't then do that's anything. It. We do nothing. We sit down and we wait. And we chill out. We do nothing. <laughs> we don't do anything. We are lazy. Yeah, we're li- horribly the, lazy. <laughs> the point of this is that we give these people out there the ideas and therefore the impetus yep. to then action those ideas. Yeah. Right? And all we ask in return. It's 10%. You tithe us. You take, you make millions, billions, maybe. Every one of our ideas are, well, not everyone, but all of our ideas are millions. Many of them are billions. Yeah. And, and I'm sure superfan Steven Spinola knows this, but we do have a lot of new, you know, creepy 4chan listeners this week, probably. Uh, <laughs> so this, we're, we're explaining this for you. Right. And so the thing is. We have yet to get ten percent from anyone. Nobody. Now no, no, there no, have no, been no. ideas that we've used that very soon after. Yeah. That not we've used. We've come up with that very soon after. Uh, we have seen major corporations using those ideas. Yep. I'm not going to. I'll name the corporations. Okay. I'll say Apple. Yep. And the uh, what was it? I think forty million dollars they got in recovered. Precious metals from. Uh, I thought you were going to give the idea from uh, whatever, <laughs> um, from from various uh, e waste that they had collected. We didn't get our ten percent from that forty million dollars. That's all ten percent. That yeah. was your idea was e waste. Uh, one of them. One on of our them, trash episode <clears throat> on our trash episode. How does yeah. that work? So you can harvest gold off the old gold, chips. platinum, anything. Yeah. Anything electronic has uh, uh, precious metals in it. Wow. Yeah. Small amounts. But you can, you know, over time, so when someone like Apple, who gets all of that e-waste sent back to them at some point or another, they trash all the stuff, they melt it down, they do whatever extractions necessary. I don't remember, but there were extraction things that we we let people know about because uh-huh. they're out there. And they collected all this gold and platinum uh, and copper as well. Well, it's not a precious metal. It is a... Metal that can be uh, uh, recycled. Yep. But before Pizza they collect, Hut. before they collected all this metal, they collected your idea. That's right. That's right. Um, now I see. That's right. Now I see. Yeah. yeah. Pizza yeah. Hut they with the hundred dollar pizza from our pizza episode. Yep. Uh, the gold covered hundred dollar pizza. Yeah. Um, there was some movie. <clears throat> there was a movie <laughs> that was taken directly <laughs> from a story <laughs> that, that I took from the internet wow. and told on the show, and then within two months, yeah. There well, were ads for the film up there. <laughs> they produced a movie starring very famous people. Yeah. Um, you know, knock on wood or knock on whatever this is. Yeah. They they did not make a lot of money on said movie. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the point is, we put these things out there and our regular listening public, the little people, haven't seemed to be actioning them. So it makes us think that they don't think these ideas can work. So we thought it would be great to have you in here yep. as an investor. An expert, even. An expert, an expert even. Yeah. Yeah. A shart. 
pitch some of these older ideas we had that we think are some of our more solid ideas that are also more like products. Yeah, they're than, products. They're than, more consumer products. Than broad. Some of our things are like broad concepts that that need to be actioned on. Yep. You know, uh, and, and get your feedback on them and see whether we're going to get a bing or a yeah, as you know, and we can record that for your show later. Wow, on that was great. Yeah. 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 No, 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 insane <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like that guy from uh, the the cop movie. What? Oh yeah, what's his name? Did just he oh, he made yeah, an entire career out of sound effects? Police academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> that guy. Um, yeah. So uh, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna pitch you. Let's do it. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And let's we will run this just like you run your show. So I want you to get comfortable. Whatever you would do on your show, you know, we are here to impress you. And you know, I gotta be honest, sometimes I'm not that nice about ideas on That's the show. Fine. I'm, I'm very open about it. Okay. But I will tell you if you have a bad just like I hoped that people would tell me I had a bad joke and then just look at the better things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm very no, open it. that you will have better things even if you have one bite at bad idea. So don't be hurt if I don't Not at all. Ideas. As long as That's you don't all right. as long as you don't threaten to ass fuck me with a broken bat. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Okay. Which is a quote from a, tw- from from, a tweet. From a tweet, I yeah. believe, that oh, you thanks. got. I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> a lot of broken bat stuff. People like yeah. to use bats and I think a lot violence. of people. I think a lot of people like, wa- you know, uh, like watching The Walking Dead. Oh, is that my could guess. be it. You know what I mean? It's, you know, they believe the end of the world is coming. Yeah. So why not? Okay, so uh, we don't have tons of time, so we'll just keep going through things. Uh, we'll try to be quicker than we usually are uh, with our presentations because you've all heard them before. Um, and uh, we'll just go, go as many go, as we can. Go. Okay, all right. Uh, so this is something that I promised Josh I would bring back up because he thought it was one of the worst ideas he ever heard, and yet hate this. he references this idea in almost every show. Because it's so So, bad. okay, all right. Uh, Columbia professor Sheena Yengier or something like that uh, wrote The Art of Choosing. She gave samples of jam, a selection of six... Or a selection of 24, right? So there was, in a grocery store, she either offered free samples of six types of jam or free samples of 24 different types of jam. And uh, either way, people averaged only taking two samples, and then they were given a dollar off coupon. 30% of the people who had sampled uh, of the six bought jam, and only 3% of the people who had been given samples of the 24 bought any jam and it's because people tend to opt out when they're faced with too many choices and uh the the people who don't shut down with choices there's the university of liverpool did a study which they gave people choices of frozen pizza and they had 70 different types of pizza and a lot of people got what they knew and stuck to that and never tried anything ever again other than the one and other people were curious and tried different types and the curious people got super fat ate more and more, and were less satisfied than the people who always stuck to the same one, right? Okay. So, uh, basically, what you want to do is how do you stand out? Someone chooses you, they don't ever change, and they just get you, right? So, we're going to go back to Jam, and basically, all the products out there have similar branding, right? They've got, like, a kid-friendly label that's, like, folksy with, like, a wooden fence and, like, look at my jam and a lawn or something like that, right? Okay. And it's no wonder no one can decide because they're all basically the same. So what you want to do is a term I came up with, and then I Googled it, and it actually existed. But I did come up with myself, 
was incongruous branding. Or incongruous branding. You can call it that. Right. Uh, And uh, it's everything that came up was about how it's ruining your business, right? Uh, Which is branding that doesn't match the product. But I think they're wrong. I think in this case, it would be something that would actually make your product stand out. And maybe you wouldn't get the 90% of the market, but you would grab your 5%. You would sell your 5%, and they love it, and they never try anything again. So... What do you uh, get out there? You know, you look, there's tie-ins, there's SpongeBob, Dora, Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But they're super expensive rights. Not that different. So you want to get something that people are loyal to that you can just do. So I'm suggesting you make Heavy Metal Jam and you have a label that's just like heavy metal script and it will peel to metalheads and headbangers everywhere. It'll stick out from the crowd. It's not that stupid folksy wooden fence jam it is heavy metal jam they'll buy it they'll never get anything again and you'll make a million dollars see i think that's a great idea i don't know why you would hate hate that that idea idea. first of all i want to thank you Noel, for giving us the shortened version of that yeah i could i could shorten that pitch to like two seconds like two sentences you basically you 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 tell me you have to you start it off as a question you have to be like don't you hate this. Well, it's an elevator pitch if you're in that giant building in Dubai. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's if what my show on... is. It's an elevator show. Right. <laughs> Our, ours is not. Ours is an elevator if it's in a 750-story building. Yeah. That's our because we have an hour to fill with just two guys doing a couple of pitches each. Yeah. You know, that's that's our show. So you like that idea. That gets a bing. Yeah, because you know, it is. You you, you want to target your specific audience, and there's an audience of people I know, my good friend. Mark, he's a huge metal fan. He loves like '80s, like uh, hair metal. Yeah, and he also, I'm pretty sure, loves peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. <sighs> Do you think Mark would get any other type of jelly ever? Yeah. If there was heavy metal jam. If there was it. heavy metal jam. Yeah. God. You could even have rivets. Dude, you could have every type of genre jam, like jam. Like yes, you could. Jock jams. Yeah. You could have uh, hip hop jam. Hip hop jam. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. I'm, Josh, I'm with you. Josh would want it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't my, want and it. my other ones, I I have less to that okay. I will lead hey, in with. So so let me get to mine. No, I know, Cause, I know. Cause I'm just letting you know. I know, I got you. But I'm I just... love the story about the statistics. <laughs> you keep that in the pitch. That's, That's why essential. for that one, I had to give that. Yeah. All right. So I'm going back to actually a recent episode we did. Uh, it was our gluttony episode, and I did a bit. Uh, 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 I looked up about the fetus and feedy communities. Have you heard of these? Oh, of course. The, okay, so you know of the fetus and feedies are people who like to plump people up and people who like to get plumped, and they create relationships this way. <laughs> they find it super sexy, right? So I realize that there is, if you are like a feeder or a fetist and you are out of your town, you're somewhere else, and you are getting a Jones, right? You need that satisfaction of fattening someone up or getting fattened up and the entire emotional interaction that goes in with that. Um, If, say, you're from New York and you're in Montreal and you don't know anyone in Montreal, how do you do this? I came up with an app. It combines two of the top apps in the world. One is the hookup app Grinder with the proximity algorithm Right. And the other is Yelp with the food review and restaurant review algorithm. And they come together and we call it Binger. And it's for food fetus and feedies to get together and they can then find out how close they are to each other in a given town. And then 
other members of the com of the binger community can send you in directions of like who's got the best all you can eat buffet within 5 miles of you know whatever with ratings and reviews of all these places and perfectly because it's a specific community it will uh it will they'll know exactly what you're looking for and what you need so that is that is the pitch it is binger for food fetus and feedies I mean that's great. There's, I mean, the only thing you could really add to that is features for the app. You know, it's right. you got the yeah. essential app, you got the concept. Mm -hmm. And what I love about the concept of your app, this is what I, on apps on my show. I like when you do a, a mash of something and you target a specific audience. Yep. Be, targeting an audience is the number one thing in making a product or a business, is it? Not? I think these days, absolutely, it is. Especially now that you can entirely have. Uh, it's all about having a a a, a niche. And having and those people just being passionate about it, right? It's the same thing with entertainers at this point. You as a comedian know is all you need is to have that niche group that just loves you or and, is so passionate against you. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That either way, you you're going to get famous. That's my why friend. I'm trying to sell fuckstevenspinola.com right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm auctioning it off, baby. <laughs> if anyone wants to buy that, I mean, imagine. Yeah. Um, that's a great app. I think that's great. You know that that sits right next to Grindercore, which is an app for people who like grindcore music and also want to have an anonymous homosexual experience. <laughs> that, that right, they're right next to each other. That's an idea by Evan Jones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, I, I, I did think of a punch up for that the other yeah. day. Actually, was put in seamless as well, so you can order food. Oh man, exactly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So if you want to just meet at the hotel and it's going to get a little more sexual. Yeah. And you wow. need that extra yeah. stuff. No, that's yeah. brilliant. Give me yeah, yeah, twenty-five yeah. pizzas. That, see, that is a brilliant okay. idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, this is something from our midlife crisis episode, where a lot of people getting midlife crisis are going out there. They're getting at tattoos, a sign of like rebellion, and yada yada yada. Also, about the same time, uh, in the U.S., there are over one and a half uh, million people diagnosed with diabetes per year. Largest group of these are between forty-five and sixty-four. Also. This core midlife crisis age. So uh, they get their diabetes. It damages their circulatory system uh, and causes swelling in their extremities and causes deep vein thrombosis, which increases the risk of blood clots that can cause heart attacks and strokes. Many of these people wear compression socks and compression sleeves to keep everything flowing fine. Uh, it reduces the swelling and helps uh, with their circulation. And so my idea is make compression socks and sleeves covered in tattoo art so that they can put on these compression socks, not have strokes, not have pain, not have heart attacks, look like they're rebels for the weekend, still go back to their corporate job on Monday. And also, if you wanted to, you could expand this into making compression skinny jeans and hipster shirts that are like tight, keeping their blood flowing. Keeping them from having strokes, they look like uh, kids again. It's like Ed Hardy, but it's Ed Softy. <laughs> yeah, it's Ed Softy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's perfect. That's yeah. great. Yeah, no, I love clothing line things. I love that. Yeah, that's great. All right. Um, all right. Trying, how would we pitch that? How would we punch that up, though? You know, you may not need to punch it yeah, up. Yeah, you don't I think, have to. I think the punch up. If you think it's good as it is, it doesn't need a punch up. It doesn't need a punch up. Well, how does a compression <laughs> thing work? Uh, it's it's just like it squeezes everything in, 
so that you're not sagging out and I, I don't know. You don't even know. It, I, I, I say I, I Google two links. Oh, you did Google yeah. two links out of it. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's super simple. It's just like a really tight fabric, like a, 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 a compression fabric. Usually it's like a neoprene or something like yeah. that. And you just pull it up and it squeezes your legs together to keep the to keep everything in place and the blood flowing and, freely. And you see them on people? Like you see when they're walking oh, around or old, under old, the clothes? It's usually under clothes, but you people who really need to wear them all the time, I mean, they'll wear them out with shorts and sandals. Yeah. Like old people really are, you, you know. Generally, if you see an old dude or woman in shorts and sandals with a socks up to their knees, yeah. chances are those they're are compression, compression socks. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like spanks for your veins. <clears throat> Man, yes. you guys just blew my mind. Uh, I, man. That's like the men in black when you like see aliens uh-huh. on the street. It's like, whoa, now I know. That's yeah. right. Crazy. Yeah. All right, so my next one. So this comes from our David Bowie tribute episode. Um, <clears throat> uh, we had a guest on um, who was a David Bowie fanatic, like in the ultimate sense of fanatic. Like a lot of her life revolved around David Bowie. And it made me think about this idea that, you know, there are a lot of people out there who want and wanted to fuck David Bowie. But that opportunity just never came. Now, granted, a lot of people got fucked by and fucked David Bowie, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them did not and could not and never had the opportunity. And there will be a lot of people, now that he's passed, who will never have the opportunity but would like to. So I went on Alibaba.com, which as, a, as an investor of products you know is the greatest resource for any man, anyone who wants anything manufactured ever. And I looked up silicone sex dolls. And you can get custom-made silicone sex dolls uh, with various size penises, various holes, for depending, obviously, on how many you order at a given time, for as little as $500 a piece, which you can then sell for, if you look at what, sexy, what the full uh, uh, whack... Uh, silicone sex doll industry goes for uh you know fifteen hundred two thousand twenty five hundred dollars easy my thought was to do a limited series of david bowie likeness sex dolls but the beauty of it is you can choose likenesses from his various personae over the years right and you can charge because it's limited edition you know you'll cut a deal with the bowie uh estate because it's limited edition, it's like you want to fuck Ziggy Stardust, you can have the Ziggy Stardust head on it, and you can charge astronomical amounts of money. Now, this was specifically for the Bowie episode, but you can do this with any famous person you want, male or female, and make famous person. Uh, and this, the beauty of this is if like you're a married couple, and you know the whole thing is married couples always have the list, right? The person they're allowed to fuck, right? If you if like Angelina Jolie's on your list, then your wife can't get upset if you have an Angelina Jolie uh, fuck doll in your house, um, and you can screw that all the time. So that's my pitch. You know, I like the idea. Mm-hmm. However, a big part of making a business successful is cutting unnecessary costs. Okay, I. Besides being an investor comedian, I'm also a parody musician. <laughs> There's a lot about this that makes me think of parody law. Uh-huh. Why should you be giving any money to David Bowie's okay. estate? Why don't we call it David Blowy? 
Oh. Why doesn't he put on a yeah. Jizzy Stardust mask? <laughs> yeah. You just come yeah, yeah, up with yeah. puns for all sex things for any celebrity you want, and that's a great freaking business. There yeah. you go. You yeah, know, yeah. I actually had thought of another punch up for two while we're, while you were saying it. Mm-hmm. Is you remember a long time those uh, those inflatable bozo punching bags that had sand in the bottom yeah. and the clown on it? And you could punch it mm-hmm. as a kid. Uh, so. Just like there's a lot of people who never got to sleep with David Bowie and want to, right now there's probably a lot of like internet Nazis that want to hit Steven Spinola and they can't, and you could put your image on one of those and sell it on uh, put an I ad hate, on Infowars. IHateStevenSpinola.com. Yeah, on IHateStevenSpinola.com. Yeah. I think maybe you should. The, here's a pitch for you uh-huh. is you should run IHateStevenSpinola.com as a business on your own. That doesn't link back to you, and it just hates and just se- sell shit yeah. that hates on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To all these people, <laughs> yeah. who are so up on hating T-shirts on you, with all the quotes like, from, the- and make all this money off of them. Yeah, and be like Steven, Sp- and, and then go on there and be like, somebody made a website selling. Somebody's right. making money <laughs> off of this. That's yeah. right. It's me. That's, that's right. right. Ooh, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's uh, good. Saying. So if you out there want to get in touch with Josh and I in order to give us money, to give us ideas to judge our schemes by, or topics for shows, or to say hi, you can tweet us at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on <laughs> iTunes. You can rate, review. You can subscribe. You can tell your friends. You can tell your enemies. Uh, <coughs> and... Uh, yeah. And if they want to get in touch with you, Steven Spinola. That's right. They should. They should go on Twitter and they should show some support for a comedian who's out <laughs> mm-hmm. here struggling, fighting for free speech, baby. I'm I'm doing a First Amendment fight out That's here. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. I don't, the, comedian, the, the comedians are only finding out just now. So, you know, it, it's, it's nice that like-minded, sane people are coming to support me. I encourage you listeners to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore McStevie. Check out my podcast at Shark Tank Pod and share my story. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. So about this time, too, we've made so much money at this point in the show that uh, we got to do something with it. It's going to make us crazy and make make us go on the Internet and just start harassing people for almost no reason. Uh, so you got to do something with that money. Mr. Josh, please take it away. Send that money! <laughs> the world's longest and most expensive yacht is, of course, owned by an Arab sheik. At 590 feet... Azam is 57 feet longer than Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich's superyacht, Eclipse. The size of superyachts has grown as billionaires compete to own the largest. The Azam features an armor-plated master suite, two swimming pools, two helipads, a hall, a cinema, a mini-submarine, and even its own missile defense system. Just to fill the tank up once costs $3 million. So after you make all this money off of our idea, Stephen, you can just keep filling that tank up all you want. Yeah, all you want. Um, you know, I, I hope that none of the Trumpies hear this and, and pass it on to Donald because he's going to freak out that yeah. this that this private citizen has an air missile defense system on his yacht, and he does not. Yeah. But, you know, this is what happened. So, uh, Noel, really quick, we don't have a lot of time. I mean, we know this—, this uh, Yeah, we've already got the thumbs up from, right. uh, from financial expert Stephen Spinola. But uh, but just to make sure you're doubly sure out there, how do you, the listening audience, know that our ideas are good enough for you to quit your job, get loans, take your kids' college money? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules getting rich quick. Josh, where 
Do our rules come from this uh, week? They come from J. Paul Getty's rule to wealth, rules to wealth. I will give you one, and it seems really uh, 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 pertinent for now. Uh, rule number one, separate fact from opinion. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, is actually very, very right. appropriate. Uh, so we're getting rich, and if you don't believe us, believe Steven Spinola, investor extraordinaire. So once again, for Josh... And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs>